ready? Yeah. How long gone? Uh, we're in the fucking building. Uh, I just literally got to New York uh, 20 minutes ago. Um, and there's no stopping uh, a recording of this podcast. Jason, would you agree with that? There is not a single thing that could stop how long gone from happening. <laughs> I could think of a few things, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling today? What's going on over there? Is it still raining? Yeah, I think there's one more squirt that Mother Nature's got <laughs> left in her. <laughs> You're saying that Mother Nature is a squirter, and I I don't disagree with you lately. Well, rarely. She's a squirter over here in SoCal, but mm -hmm. as as we all know, and if you don't know because you don't live here, but you know because you've been listening to the podcast or any mm -hmm. podcast because we all live in LA, <laughs> you know, a true. lot of a lot of whining and moaning about, mm -hmm. you know, some light rain, but it Let me say this though, it's not particularly light is the reality. It's it's truly flooding. Like it's it's. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, Chris. It's partly because the infrastructure is not set up to handle rain, and that's a obviously a city planning issue that we don't have time to get into here. But once we recall Gasson, that'll all go away. Yeah, but it is biblical rain. I mean, it's it's a lot, and you know, I was happy to escape it because it really does affect my mood. You know, I, I go into a, kind of a dark place when I'm forced to sit inside um, my comfortable home. Um, drink my expensive water and watch the new tennis show on Netflix. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't really, I will do that, you know, but three or four days in a row of that. And I'm kind of, I'm starting to, to see stars a little bit. Yeah. It, it does affect the overall mood. You kind of just like, eh, you just give up. You, you don't really go outside. I mean, bro, if I can't, if I can't do Runyon, like what's the point? You know, I mean, I know. well, I mean, Runyon, <laughs> Runyon is a hike here in LA that is popular amongst influencers. Well, the, the, and the trails are are too muddy for most hokas. They're too muddy. Yeah, they're, yeah, dude, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have real hiking boots, you're probably just fine. But if you've got the white hokas, like most people in LA, it's going to be mm -hmm. a tough one for you. It's not going to be be pretty for you. It's a bloodbath. But one good part about it is once once the once the rains do fall. Then once you're out there on running, oh, it's so green. Oh, God, it's, oh bro, God. it's so lush. It's crazy. Like, we needed it. Honestly, L.A. turns into, like, Jurassic Park after it rains, <laughs> and we do need <gasps> hold it on, because hold it on. is a desert. Hold on. Am I in Greenland, or is this L.A.? It's fucking beautiful out here. Greenland. Uh, is it? Is it still true that... The Greenland is the cold one and Iceland is the green one. Uh, I don't know, actually. I've never heard that before. That sounds like something you would have learned in community college. It's been a while. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't teach you. <laughs> they don't teach you stuff like that in in schools. <laughs> this is stuff you have in to Orange learn County, on your own. In, <laughs> at Orange County Community College, they only teach you how to board slide. It's a different kind of <laughs> curriculum. Over no, there, no. So it's, we it's... also teach you how to make t-shirt. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Screen, you can take a screen printing class. You can take a board sliding class mm -hmm. I, i'm sure there's some some acting courses of course but it leans more toward the uh, um unscripted kind of kind of tv stuff don't sleep on the hydroponic program as well <laughs> <laughs> a lot of botanists Bro, we, in costa mesa <laughs> 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 uh, I did graduate the degree in botany from Orange County Community College, and I've set up shop in Costa Mesa. Let me know if you want to intern. We have a we have a great crop this season. Yeah, dude. Because even though it's like sunny as hell here, it's still like there's a lot of benefits of going indoor. No, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that some things just thrive under the lamp. You know, it's just what it is, man. Yeah, actually, speaking of indoor and outdoor, I recently I, I have been smoking weed from just a normal dispensary for years. And even when I go to the dispensary, I still 
I have to order my weed from the section. Like it's all separated into sections. Like here, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, in terms of price, like the higher end stuff has stronger THC and the of lower course. end stuff lower costs more money, you know, normal business stuff. But the problem is when you go to the weed store here, since I'm not fucking chief Keef over here, I, I have to literally order marijuana from the section that's labeled mid damn bro damn bro <laughs> you're living a, you're you're telling me that your goofy ass walks into the the dispensary and you say mm-hmm. let me well get- it's actually a collective no it's a collective with a k but you literally (laughs) you literally have to say let me get an eighth of mid that's literally what you have to say yeah well because because if you don't smoke mid like if you go for the high quality uh the exotic section you know it's it's like 90 dollar eights and it's unnecessary for me you can't go Wiz Khalifa mode you're not you're not (laughs) gonna start doing Muay Thai while stoned well (laughs) no but but then but now the problem is I I recently bought other drugs from a regular old drug dealer shout out to the regular old drug dealer Mm -hmm. and they had marijuana available on their menu and I was like I mean all the other drugs this guy has this person has (laughs) are all excellent so I'm sure I'm sure the chronic is is also excellent, but I, I got a couple. There, I mean, the eights were literally twenty bucks, twenty dollar eights, and that's okay. Well, let's talk about suspiciously low. Suspiciously low, but maybe he's thinking of this as kind of like a impulse buy, like at Sephora where they have all the small stuff near the register. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're buying three hundred dollars worth of meth, you know, it's nothing to toss <laughs> in, nothing to toss in a little eighth of some gone. No, no, no. It's it's fair trade five meo htqc dash four. It's more ethically sourced than the frog venom. I'm sure no one died while harvesting this luscious crop, mm-hmm. but but the problem is it's 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 more mid than the mid. So you're saying it's not loud enough. It's not loud enough. I filled up the bong, and even Bay was like, "Um, this is kind of swag." Quote, unquote, those were her words. Wow, two Cali swag legends smoking swag out of a bong in a house they own (laughs) is one of the darker things I've heard in a while. But I mean... I guess that there's only there's only one way to find out. You know what I mean? It's not like you're gonna it's not like you're gonna go to the the drug dealer's house and have him like, um, can we smoke a little first before I buy it? You know, what I mean, it, it's tw- it's twenty dollars. No, you know? no, no. It was there was not there was no sesh to be had. Literally, <laughs> I, I bought the I bought the drug or I I texted or I'm sorry I signaled. There's an it's an encrypted messaging service. Yeah, I'm familiar. I um I I know you and all your all your friends that storm the Capitol are big on Signal. <laughs> I know that. And 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 they were like, oh my um, you know my my friend is going to be the one who comes out to your car and drops it off. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just like a chick that my girlfriend goes to hot yoga with. Just like <laughs> yeah, you know I'm just cruising. I got to go to Moto after this. Well, I mean the thing the thing about this relationship because I'm familiar. I, we've talked about this a little bit, you and I, but also I feel like we've talked about it on the pod. Is that the this particular operation? And I think this is becoming more common in the uh, seedy underbelly of drug selling. Mm-hmm. But the the amount of information given. Um, to kind of differentiate the types, strains, and you know styles of drugs is bordering on noma level of obnoxiousness. Mm-hmm. You know where it's where it's like I don't care 
where this cocaine is from. Is this <laughs> like it's cocaine, right? Okay, I'm gonna buy it. We're we're way past what what uh, what farm this was this crop was raised. In. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Like I don't need to know the guy's name who actually smashed these leaves together to mm-hmm. make this powder. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I just don't know. I like it because it feels very LA and like very like it's a smart branding thing, you know. To me, I understand why, and it's like cute. But I also think that like everything, it's just everything is becoming so uncool. It pains me. Like I want to get into a car where a guy has a fake CD player in his dash <laughs> and he pops it open and pulls out fucking an eight ball and hands it to me and i give him some cash and i leave i don't want to sell someone from a menu a pdf menu they text me that was designed by pentagram <laughs> it's just like a little it's like a little too far but i guess the product is is maybe better so i guess it's all worth it in the end is that how you yeah, feel maybe? i mean or, or it's also just a simple sales tactic sure if if they're like oh here's here's my five different types of ketamine this one is from germany you know, not Fresno. So when I see that, I don't know if it's better or worse, but it just feels, feels like no, no, of course they know not. what they they feels like they're more look, we, look, bro, they're more chemist. They're gonna they're more chemistry oriented over in Germany, perhaps yeah, than sure than Bakersfield. Yeah, I mean, look, we're I don't know about that. And yeah, and we 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 we're simply left to trust them, like every consumer pur- purchase from any. D- direct to consumer i just have never force. wanted to buy drugs from like a someone who feels like my peer i like i like them to be like tangentially in my crew like oh yeah this guy like knows this guy who knows this guy but i don't want him to be like a guy who's like oh yeah bro i'll see you uh, i'll see you at the bar it's six yeah it's, it's sick it's mm-hmm. you can bring your dogs actually it's outside like i don't want that i, I don't know if i want well that. It, it makes you wonder how how far this will go into other realms of crime, other illicit activities, or if, if say, I order a hit on somebody, okay, yeah. is it going to get to the point? In 10 years, will I be like, all right, this guy um, killed my my family, um, and I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, 20 grand to, you know, quote, unquote, take care of him. And I do ask that you are... Uh, it headshots only humanely, of course. Um, make sure make sure he has a a good last meal. So you get like a hottie murderer, and it's like through a Fiverr style service. Mm-hmm. It's all, no, it's more like a Raya. Maybe it's like a Raya thing. It's more like a Raya thing. All right, let's see. All right, he's six three, brown hair, blue eyes. I mean, <laughs> looks like he can surf. Okay, so he shoots photos in his spare time, and then maybe there's a. Once you kind of initiate the chat, then they can start to send you their bona fides. You know, how many times they've done this? Are they a top or a bottom? You know, all the stuff that you need to know. All the stuff that you need to know before hiring a contract killer to take care of your your dad because he was mouthing off to you. If you're if you're going to kill my sworn enemy because they uh, murdered my family, I want that person to be at least six feet tall, hairless if you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I just but it's want not a deal breaker. I want everybody in my life to be from good stock. You know, even if they're even if they're just a hired gun for one illicit evening of crime, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to be. I'm gonna need you to be dressed right. You don't don't show up in the fucking you know rock star skinnies right. and the and the creative Rex to do a murder. Because you know, at the we end, need the, you to at look the, end right. of the day, even if you are freelance, you are still representing me. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> <laughs> look, I know. Look, I know you're under contract. I know we're not offering you any benefits, but you're still representing how long gone when you commit this murder. And I need you to. I, I, I hate to be that to, guy, but it's like, just you know. It's like we got, a, we got a dress code, like you're going to Houston's. All right, so no throwbacks. 
Uh, no fitteds, <laughs> um, no no open toe footwear. Um, Fellas, no open toes. Come on, you, you already know the rules. You're killing me. You're killing me, bro. You're killing me, <laughs> bro. You're killing me. I got three chicks with me, bro. I know, but I just I can't, man. I can't. It's my boss. It's my. I have a boss. You know I can't. I, mean? I can't do the Jordan shorts below the knee, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't let you. I can't let you kill my enemy wearing Jordan shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, speaking of Raya, a friend of the show, who I guess will go nameless. Um, but they know who they are, are, sent me a screenshot from a friend that uh, sent him a Hinge profile Mm -hmm. from somebody. And on Hinge, you can have a little like headline where where it'll be like, you know, I get along best with people who blank or blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a person on there and it says, I get along best with people who listen to How Long Gone okay and um so now we made it bro how tall was this guy do we know this is a girl <clears throat> wow okay this is a girl attractive girl okay um she's she's drinking an aperol spritz in her hinge okay. pick okay i'm sure she's listening to this right now and turning white like a sheet no i think um, this is probably or, i think or maybe maybe she's She's stoked on this. Who knows? I like this. I think this is good for us. Um, and uh, I think she, unfortunately, will be attracting some herbs um, because I think. Don't say that, Chris. Come on. Well, no, I think that the certain the, the I think if you see that, I think she's trying to bag BJ. Very possible. Yeah, maybe she's trying to bag one of our celeb friends. Mm-hmm. But I think more. I think what's happening really is it could be a situation that opens her up to kind of some really corny intro lines you know what i mean okay you know where it might be a little a little too either how long gone inside baseball or just a joke in the style of something we might do that could fall flat via text right so fellas if you find this aperol spritz drinking person on hinge and you're looking for an opening line run it by us first just to make sure i have no problem providing a small service for chris's dms are always open. for a for a hundred dollars per word um, I'm happy to kind of for words. Yeah, this, what is this? The Paris Review? Yeah, I'm, no, they they pay a lot less than that. For a hundred dollars a word, <laughs> I'll be able to go through any of your opening lines with a fine tooth comb and give you some advice. Thanks to our friends at Grammarly.com. Mm. Um, they're kind of our partners on this new deal. Um, if you yeah, so if you want to write any emails, text messages, uh, DMs, whatever it may be, uh, if you would like how long gone services with that, you can contact Jason. We'll bill you direct. It's a hundred dollars a word. Um, it will be original content. We will not reuse it, repurpose it, resell it to anybody else. And this is something, I mean, it, Jason, if this was a writer's room, we'd be paying hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars for a show on Netflix and no one would ever see. And and also, just to be clear, we won't. We will never sell your data. We don't sell data. We don't sell data. In fact, I'd rather not know who you are. I don't even want. I don't even need a name or a face attached to it. I can help you. We we can help you solely based on kind of vibe. And how long gone? We're allergic to data. <laughs> Dead ass of allergic. People are like, can you send over the numbers? <laughs> Talk to Jason about that, bro. I don't fucking know anything about that. <laughs> don't ask me about any numbers unless it's unless it starts with a dollar sign, a pound sign, or a yen sign. I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about that. Me no speak no data. I don't speak data. I don't speak broke. Those are the two things I don't speak. Ooh, okay. We're, okay. So you you mentioned that you. Just arrived into New York. Uh, I know that yesterday you were originally supposed to embark on your journey, um, but your flight was then delayed eleven hours, <laughs> yeah, which seems I've had a which tough, seems pesky. No, I've had a tough I've had a tough couple days. My you know my alarm goes off at four ten a.m. to catch the the blue eye, 
and I see the email from Delta, and it's like, all right, it's pushed back from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I'm like, all right, I'll deal with that. Let me text Let me text Vic, our, our go-to driver, let him know. He's like, yes, Mr. Black, of course, no problem. Don't love the time change, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then I, I, you know... 10 minutes later it goes from it goes from 6 a.m to 8 a.m to 5 p.m <laughs> and i was like that seems that's a that's a drastic that's a full day's change so i text vic saying hey vic we're gonna start over tomorrow i really appreciate you i apologize mm-hmm. and i i called the the delta one um diamond medallion member line um so they answer immediately of course i'm wiping the sleep what's out that of my, number again I'm, I'm wiping the sleep out of my eye and a, a bright bushy-tailed woman answers the phone and rebooks me for the same flight the next day i ask what the problem is i can't tell you i, I can't access the problem and i'm like well if it's mm-hmm. if it's 10 hours literally or 11 hours i'm gonna have to guess mechanical unless the pilot literally died <laughs> but um we made it and then i had another i had another small issue today though on the flight um and it was oh, no. it was fine. No, no, I got there fine. Vic dropped me off. I, I check in. I'm, were they all out of John and Vinny's cookies? No, 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 no. Don't worry. The, the overnight oats were... Do- Something more sinister? Well, as I was trying to nap, I did smell some fucking slobs, chicken sausage behind me, which did keep me up. Um, but, you know, <laughs> unfortunately for me, if it was up to me on Chris Airlines, I order all of the entrees based on what you look like. <laughs> you don't get to order. You don't get to order your own entree, and all of them are um, as scent free as we can possibly make them. Is is this for everyone in the whole plane, or just people sitting in your section? Is this first class only? Yeah, New York to L.A. and L.A. to New York. It's only first class gets a meal. Only Delta One gets a meal. It, oh, Europe right, obviously right, is right. different. Sure, but so so yeah, it's only dealing with a, a small part of the cabin as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I think that. Again, we get the headshots. We kind of go through the list. I'm like, all right, like this guy's <laughs> gonna want this guy's gonna want the French toast. We cannot give him that. What's a scentless <laughs> option? What cereals do we have for the guy who wants the sausage? You know, like what do we have? Like, do we have Cheerios and almond milk? Something that's truly scent free. Okay, we'll do. Is 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 a peanut butter puffin too too far in the scent, or is that, or do we have to go plain, or can you let that one slide? Well, I think this would have to require months of testing. Obviously, in a, in a um, air pressure tight cabin environment, to kind of sure. perfectly replicate the Delta One experience. I'll, I'll hit up Wes and see if we could borrow some of his cabin pressure. In one of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in one of his yeah. So I'm literally, I'm like drifting off to sleep, and then this motherfucker gets his breakfast burrito with chicken sausage, which jolts me awake <laughs> in my lay flat. I don't need coffee anymore. Yeah, exactly. I really don't. Um, I come to the the flight's fine. I read my newspaper. I read my back issues of the New Yorker. I read the Fence, uh, one of my favorite independent publications in the UK. You know, I'm doing fine. Um, Mm-hmm. And then you know we're deplaning, uh, and there's some sort of issue. It takes a little while, and you know I got my AirPods in, and you know I'm, I'm walking off, and I, um, I ran directly into an overhead bin to the point where oohs and ahs happened behind me because people thought I was injured. Um, and okay, <laughs> I might have a mark. So on my like forehead. you already got you already got your bag. My bag is down. You're walking. You're de- You're you're deplaning mm. down the little walkway. I'm coming from seven D to the front of the plane. Yeah, and I just the left side of my face just runs directly into an overhead bin that was open and in in harm's way. And I will take a little blame here. I probably wasn't paying the most attention. I could have been looking at my cell phone. <laughs> adjusting you're gonna take a little blame i'll take a little blame so i hit my face okay but i hit my face so hard 
and it's obviously painful but also embarrassing so i kind of try to just keep it moving you know what i'm saying i'm just like i'm all right i'm like i'm good of course i'm good i'm i'm obviously now realizing i'm slightly con- as an alpha male you have to take this yeah. hit on the chin yeah. and and show no sign of injury or or strife whatsoever i'm willing to share with you now and the listeners that i probably do have a light concussion but nothing i can't deal with um so i i get off the plane and i need really no i'm just kidding i'm fine and i get off the plane i don't know i get off the plane and i realize that my left airpod had fallen out after contact was made Okay, so you were so shooketh by this encounter that your AirPod fell out. You didn't even notice it. Well, because I hadn't started playing music yet. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I, so I, I had nothing going on oh, that in, in the AirPods. I smashed my face. The AirPod falls uh, due to embarrassment. I'm, I'm, you know, speed walking off the plane. I get, mm-hmm. I get halfway off the tarmac. I realize, and I just make an executive decision. I can't go back. It's going to be too much. No, no, no. After it's going to be too much. Go They're going to. They might not let me back. It might be this whole thing. So uh, I have to make a call um, as soon as I got off the plane. And I did something I've never done before, and it did feel very executive. I went straight to a Hudson News and purchased a new pair of AirPods in the airport. No lag time, honey. I was without AirPods f- for a mere ten minutes. Not not even five. Thank God five. that you were flying into New York City and not, you know. Minneapolis or something where it might be tough to track down some electronics truly would be an issue because I was like look this is you know I have to go podcast immediately I have to go I have my first day of class tomorrow at Equinox it's a big day for me you know my mom's going to take me to the bus it's going to drop me off so it's just going to be it's there's too much AirPod (laughs) stuff happening in the next 48 hours for me to have the time to order my custom you know Chris Black Mm -hmm. AirPod case do you think do you think there are celebrities or rich people or famous people out there who just keep like there's just a drawer in their in each one of their homes that has various airpods charger cable you know all that shit honestly honestly if uh, that's a cool idea i'm gonna buy three pairs of airpod originals that say my name on them and just have them on ice that's a cool idea mm-hmm. one in each home i was texting the the group chat this morning because the the rise of the airpod max the over ear tiktok hot chick headphone after i haven't i hadn't flown since after christmas everybody got these for christmas mm-hmm. there was there's more on this flight than I'd ever seen in my entire life in one place it's a great gift it's a great gift but they're a little expensive for like that one gift where it's like oh it's a little extra special and you get to think about them every day when you wear them i saw a great video that nolita dirtbag posted of like a chick bedazzling them and it was like a whole it was like a whole it's like her sitting down at her craft table bedazzling her airpod <laughs> max <laughs> very very cool i'm so glad i wasn't i wasn't born of that era where like i would think that doing something like that meant meant something in the world well i mean i'm, I'm sure that, that has more views than our podcast has listens total after like <laughs> one hour but i agree i agree with you hopefully she's not able to monetize it the way we are but you never know there is that while i was on the plane i i saw some stuff about um something that we haven't talked about in a while on this podcast mm. um and thank god but our friends over the board ape yacht club <laughs> i saw that those guys are kind of branching out from the failing nft space into video games yeah and the the game <laughs> the game the, the game is literally searching through a sewer for monkey poop <laughs> yeah. that's literally what the game is that's what the game is which is truly I'm starting to think that our our friends at the Board Ape Yacht Club, that is so far, that's such an extreme troll that I'm starting to think maybe 
they're in on it. No. This feels like a prank. No, no, no. No, I think? think they genuinely think that it's cool and funny because they're like man children. I guess. Who own these NFTs and they're like, LOL, poop funny, monkey poop funny. <laughs> no, and I mean, that's it. There's, I don't think there's any trolling whatsoever going on. I think they're that stupid. That's okay. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, which obviously, why would I do that? These people never give a Bored Ape Yacht Club member any benefit. But I just, of the I doubt. hadn't thought about Bored Ape Yacht Club in so long as the NFT and crypto world crashed and we all laughed. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is not great. This is, this is really, this feels like grasping for straws, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah, um, friend of the show, Jack Wagner, posted a video of it, and he was like, why does this company that's valued it, you know, with uh, billions of dollars posting this video for their, you know, a game where you play monkey poop, and it has, like, the voiceover of a local, like, used car dealership, com- or, like, a, a water park radio commercial or something like that. Like, the quality <laughs> of it is just so low. I mean, I, it's just so terrible. Well, maybe they're out of money. You know, they could be. Maybe they had Fucking they had to hire different developers from Fiverr, uh, and it's just not it's not coming out quite the same. Yeah, we're we're all waiting. I can't wait for the takedown of, of Board Ape Yacht Club to go down, and the Netflix rights to be purchased. And in a year and a half, there's going to be a very sick limited series for me to watch about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like different, you know, rapey dudes going to jail. All this stuff. I can't wait. Hopefully, Jesse Eisenberg is available. I feel like he could kind of really slot into one of these these board ape <laughs> roles and really take 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 it for a ride. No, 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 no. He's too cool for that, bro. He is not cool. Um, did you... Uh, and also, these Fleischmans, they're in a lot of trouble. They are in a lot of trouble. Were you able to... Um, were you able to watch Breakpoint on Netflix, the tennis show? Because I, I wrote, I wrote something about it for the public announcement newsletter for tomorrow. Uh, so I've been thinking about it a lot. You've got, I, I, I watched it a little bit. Um, Bay and I kind of had it on. It didn't, honestly, it didn't really do much for me. I think I'm too close to the sport of tennis, and it, it's, it's made for someone who's a little more entry level. You know, it's like like when I watch an F one racing documentary, I don't know shit about it, but I'm like, okay, you know, I learned some stuff. I mean, but it's, it's this, this is all. I, I don't I don't need to see Nick Kyrgios's uh, explore page girlfriend being like, good job, babe. The best part about okay, so first of all, it is it's produced by the same people that did the Formula One show, and they also have a golf they also have a golf one on deck. So I guess they're they're literally that's their. They have a golf one teed up, Chris. I'll clean it up and post. <laughs> that's their beat is to enter sports that seem very popular, but I guess aren't. It's a great beat. It's a great. No, it's genius. Great beat. The best part about the first episode, the Nick Curios thing, nothing happens, of course. But that's the whole thing. Nothing happens the whole time, and the people they follow mm-hmm. just keep losing. So I don't really know <laughs> what's going to happen because there's five more episodes where hopefully they win. But yeah, so the best part about Curios's explore page girlfriend is that. She, they've. She's with him in every scene of this. I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. She's at practice. She's watching the guy shower. <laughs> she's getting him Gatorade. Like it's it's unbelievable. She's at the family dinner. They obviously hate her. Mm-hmm. He's FaceTiming her. What color his pee is? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, when he's getting tested. But he, dude, the the I. This was kind of usually people pay money for. This wasn't like made to be very clear it was kind of said in passing but when they were filming this they'd only been dating for two months yeah (laughs) so so this chick saw this motherfucker coming he's a mark 
if you can follow him around for two months straight, you ain't got a job because you, your job is to siphon as much money from Nick Curios as possible. Mm-hmm. Is that your would you would you agree with that take? I agree with that a hundred percent, especially as soon as you see like the childhood photos of him where he was like a little fatty and you're like, Oh yeah, he's he's a mark right for the right for the plucking. Like any of the of the three fellas on HBO's White Lotus season two. You see him coming from a mile away. And, he doesn't. Co- but also, Nick Kyrgios doesn't give a shit. If I was Nick Kyrgios, if I grew up just some little fatty that's kind of angry all the time, and you got some badass chick that suddenly is like following you around all the time, you're like, yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, I'll is, buy this you. Is pretty. This is pretty dope. I'll trick off at the Louis store. It's really nothing for me. Even though the Australian dollar is not strong, you know, I can still do it. <laughs> I can still do it to keep her around. But yeah, I mean, overall though, I do think it's like I understand the purpose of the show and what it's for. But I guess it's I watched all of it and I liked it because it's like fine, you know, but I, I just mm. none of the I don't know, man, these people. I think this happens a lot with the true greats of anything are so focused and have only done one thing for so long that they're just not that interesting as personalities. You know, it's like no, they're not like I don't like Rafael Nadal is the greatest tennis player to ever live, but I don't I couldn't watch him talk for 15 minutes. He's got nothing to say. <laughs> All he can do is play tennis. He's a fucking genius at one thing. He's dedicated his entire life to it. He doesn't have to be funny. He doesn't have to be compelling. He doesn't have to be smart. You know, none of that matters. And it's like these people are just kind of like, you know, they show Barantini in the hotel room with his girlfriend who's also a player and it just looks so it's it's <laughs> the messiest hotel room I've ever seen and they're like watching <laughs> a movie on their iPad. I'm like, the, <laughs> come on. Like, this is all of our lives. This, this is, is not millionaire activity, guys. No, I don't want to see a hotel room. If I want to see a hotel room with two Rimmel exploded on it, that's my life. I can do that every day. <laughs> that's not, that's like, that's like, that's nothing. You know, I don't understand how that, but it's just like these pe- people aren't, and I don't know about F1. I'm not going to watch people drive cars fast. Like that doesn't interest me. Maybe those guys are more compelling in some way. Mm-hmm. But at least tennis, at least these guys are specimens, you know, as far as like athleticism goes. There's something nice to look at. I mean, not even. I mean, Barantini's nice to look at. Gay icon. Yeah, he is. Uh, it reminds me of of something that we've talked about before of like there's there's such a thing. Like once once you get too obsessed with something, it becomes detrimental to your overall personality. Like any level of obsession about anything at a, to a certain point becomes dorky and you have to make a decision whether or not it's worth it to keep going and be, you know achieve greatness at this thing that you're obsessed with that will then turn you into a, a person that nobody really is interested in hanging out with. And some people are totally fine with that. They're just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like That's how much I love this sport so much or whatever that I'm willing to become so obsessed with it that... I become a person where everyone is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Well, I mean, you're, yeah. you're only around people that play tennis, the coach that you pay, the trainer that you pay, your parents who are like, I've put up with this little shit my whole life and spent mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to get them to this place so they better fucking win. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it, it's not, you know, I mean, who else is going to hang out with you? You know, I, I don't, I, I, it's just a, it's a, you know, you watch like a 30 for 30 about like John Daly, mm-hmm. you know. See, that's a good example of somebody who, is is good enough at tennis golf he's, he's good at golf but he didn't become so obsessed that he stopped being a sick ass bro he's like i'm good i'll stop here like i made enough money it, yeah everyone knows who i am i'll go down and in golf infamy 
I didn't win a ton of tournaments, but everyone's like, I want to hang out with that guy. I yeah. want to drink a beer with that guy. He said he did it in the sweet spot. He chose Bud Light over golf and it worked out for him. Yeah, if I'm I'm sitting in Hooters and Tiger Woods and John Daly walks in, I'm not gonna want to kick it with Tiger. Oh, hell I'm no. be, What's up, Tiger? How's it going? He's like, I'm 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 doing good. I am enjoying hanging out. And John Daly's like, what's up, fucking pussy? And then like <laughs> smashes a beer over your head. And you're like, I think I'm going to like this fella. It's it's truly, it's truly, it's it's sad to watch. But I mean, you know, I'll, I'll watch the next five episodes and like hopefully somebody wins. I think Tiafo, they, te- but the other thing is that they can't get access to like, even though I think Rafa would be boring, the fact that they have no access to him and he just beats everyone and they see him in passing is kind of like a strange, <laughs> it's just like, we know you couldn't get him is the vibe. Like you have to show him because he's the most important person in tennis, but you like have no access to him. You don't hear him talk really. And it's just a strange, it's just very strange. Right. It's the, uh, the elephant in the room that no one's talking about, but he just keeps beating everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's just back to the drawing board, Netflix, back to the damn drawing board. Once again, our friends at Netflix, but yeah, I mean, look, I'll keep watching it. So will you? Well, let's, um, Let's talk about Noma. Okay. What about it? You know, a lot of people are, are talking about Noma closing down. You know, does it have anything to do with the menu that the film coming out about it? It's sort of ushering in the end of this style of fine can dining. I, can I ask a can I ask a question? Obviously I haven't seen the menu, <laughs> but is it a mock is it making a mockery of like this sort of serious oh, yeah. dining? The whole, the, of, that's what okay. the whole film is about, making a mockery of it. And it does okay. a good job at it. It's it's they did their homework. I've heard good it, things. It's well thought out. All the references to foodie culture are pretty spot on um, for you know a script that was written whatever a few years ago. I'm assuming it's they they do a good job at it. But sort sort of Noma coming around was that that ushered in the end of like opulent dining and you know white tablecloth stuffy blah blah blah. And now Bro, it's this that- new interesting <laughs> abstract tasting menu thing. And now that's done. Yeah. So. What do you think the future of fine dining is going to be? Do you think it's going to go back to what it was before, or are we going to see something new? I mean, what what do you mean when it goes back to something it was before? Before a dorky guy was building birds' nests out of like sticks <laughs> to serve like a smoking bowl of cold fish and pickled vegetables. No, that's what's going on. That's what's going on right now. Okay, okay. But before before that was just like you know white tablecloth. French brigade, just like standard okay, okay. fine dining, you know, stuffy old people. I mean, I f- that kind of shit. I feel like it'll have to be. There's not enough people that want to spend that money to have that experience anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think. I, I don't think that people are getting rich a lot younger now and want to spend their money, but it, mm-hmm. it ain't on Noma unless they're a nerd. You know, like it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Like I'd rather just go to Carbone and have fun. You know, like that's the real, like I can spend as much money at Carbone and it's fun and the food I leave full and I'll have to stop and get a couple slices on the way home. Yeah. Like, but it's not, it's not all about fun. You know, people read books, not because they're fun, but because you're enjoying getting something out of it or whatever. There's a lot of art forms that aren't fun that people still want. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're a, if you're like a, you have to be to appreciate Noma, you either have to just be rich and be a person who pays for experiences because you don't have access any other way, or you have to be like a foodie dork mm-hmm. who saves up their money and makes a pilgrimage there to have that experience. And those are two, like, th- I don't know. Those are, those are like pretty small crowds, you know, like overall. That, that's true, but you can sort of say the same about any level of top luxury. You know, like we know so many friends who 
have no money but all are dressed head to toe in expensive clothing sure you know there's people who have you know amg or like m5 bmws yeah no i mean living who living, make forty thousand yeah, dollars a year and you, you because you love it so much you can access that. well but those two things but those two things are, are more about presenting and living beyond your means to present something to the world whereas going to noma is like yeah, you get to flex with an Instagram post saying you spent six hundred dollars on on food that's fussy, but then it dies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you live in a two bedroom apartment with a homie and you spend a hundred thousand dollars on an AMG, you get to pull that up to the valet at Koi every night. You know, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> have that feeling. If you you know if you if you're wearing expensive clothes, you get a compliment on that every other time you wear it. You, the benefits are that's returning. true. That's true. Um, but it's but you know for every person that's doing it as a, a wealth signal. I think there's just as many people who do it just because they love it so much. Like I just, no, that's true. I'm no, obsessed right, right. with AMG Mercedeses, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to drive one, even if it means you know eating peanut butter and jellies for the rest of my life. I mean, from what I've talked from people I've talked to that eat in Noma, it's that it's kind of the same thing. It's like oh, it's not that it's like so delicious. It's like that the experience is so crazy. Which to me, a white tablecloth, eleven Madison Park, mm-hmm. like. Gramercy Park, like those restaurants, the ones that I've been to, the experience is pretty remarkable, and the food is fine. But it's the same. Like you're again, you're going there because it's like mm-hmm. this feels like a performance. Like these mother, these are the bet. The, everybody's the top of their game. Yeah, the, it's it's like feels like it's choreographed and it's impressive. You know, I don't know who's going to any of these places for the food except mm-hmm. reviewers and nerds. <sighs> That's true. So so, do you think in the future there will be? Do you think we're just going to go back to, I mean, cause for me, I'm like, I, I, I can't do another or I'm, I can, but I'm ready to evolve past whatever martinis and French fries. Are you, and, you oh, know, you mean, you mean the New York happy meal, Jason? <laughs> Don't do that. We're not done with martinis and fries. I think that we're, we're on the last, we're in the, the ninth inning of that style where everyone was just like, I, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Can we just go back to cheeseburger, fries, martini? Whatever it is that you can't fuck up. I mean, I think a lot of that stemmed from everyone wanting to go to these restaurants and hotels, Chateau and and Sunset Tower and the Grill and all these places where you go there and you're like, oh, how was it? And you're like, oh, the food's not good. But if you just get a burger and fries and a martini, like they can't fuck that up. So just get that. And then everyone ended ended up just getting that. Is that I think there really needs to be a switch up and a change to where we're not just eating whatever is the lowest common denominator that will please everyone you know how can we challenge people in a way that doesn't involve reindeer penis or or insects or something you know well this is the problem this is this is the problem you think people want to be challenged and most people don't most people want to be either impressed by the performance or they want to be able to say uh in a tasteful way i spent the money i had the experience and you didn't I, I don't think most people care about the food as much as we think they do, or I don't know if the burger fry martini thing would have been as big. That to me, that that thing and how big it was and what a talking point it was mm-hmm. was kind of proof that everyone's full of shit and they just want to eat fucking McDonald's for the rest of their lives because it's it's because yeah. now they don't have to pretend that they like. Fucking- yeah, and that's that's most people, but not everyone. And there's obviously enough no, for people sure. who care about this stuff to support you know fine dining or experimental restaurants but i think you can do i think you can do fine dining in a way that's a little more palatable you know like as far as like 
not just flavors and dishes, but just the experience in general, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if so, like even, I don't know if, if, if Noma was in New York, I think it would be, you know what I mean? It'd be a whole different thing. Yeah. I, I, I guess comparing it to like music, it's the equivalent of like, do I stop searching for new music and just listen to the Rolling Stones and the Beatles every day because nothing's going to be better than that. Probably like, yeah, you're probably right and true, but also, isn't that so sad when you just stop looking for, yeah. new, for something new and better that could be your thing? Well, the question is how much more, how much further can it be pushed? You know what I mean? Like, what do you like? What is truly left? You know, they, they, it's going to not only be impressive from a technical standpoint, but actually taste good. And I think that's the rare. I think those things, unfortunately, don't go together that often. I think if something's really technically impressive, more sh- more so rare than than other forms of art, like you know, you would never say that about music or or film or contemporary fine art or whatever. Like you always want that to keep pushing new boundaries, so new things come around. Like you don't want to just not, see the same not necessi- portraits at, not, at Art Basel not every nece- year. Isn't not that necess- boring? Not necessarily. Honestly, I think that what we're forgetting is that the real thing that anyone can bring to the table with any of this stuff is point of view. You know, like that's the true original. Like, I don't need you to invent. Talking about POV? Yeah, I'm talking about POV. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need, like, figurative painting has been around for a hundred years. There's always somebody doing it in a new way that feels good because they're bringing like a perspective to it, you know, which I think Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, that's a good point. That's what happens with anything, I think. I mean, you know, there's, there's only so many chords, you know what I'm saying? But people keep figuring it out. I think they do the same with food to an extent. I just think that the, I think that a majority of people in the world don't feel the need to be pushed uh, when it comes to food. You know, I think it's like, I don't need to try insects. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't, I I can eat a taco and be happy. You know, I can eat a pizza and be happy. And some are going to be better than others. But like, do I want to pay $500 for an experience? That's a very certain kind of person. Yeah. I think that goes beyond food. Yeah. And I think that high dollar ticket price is the big differentiator because i can go on spotify and listen to the most challenging atonal noise music ever made and it will cost me zero dollars but if i want to have the culinary equivalent of that it will take hundreds of dollars you know weeks of planning true plane tickets whatever it may be so the expectation is so high that if it doesn't deliver, yeah, then you're then you turn into a whiny little bitch. Not you, me, uh, but <laughs> al- but also but also I think that the like like you're saying it's like listen to all this listen to what you have to do. Yeah, like even going to a regular restaurant, you have to make a reservation. So imagine you're trying to go somewhere that's you know three Michelin stars and this world renowned place. It's like six months of planning, even if it's in the city you live in. Mm-hmm. That's just in that's just insane. Like who cares? Like, what is the, you know, I mean, like, unless it brings you that, it's like, if you really love the beach, (laughs) you're probably happy going to the one that's an hour away versus flying 20 hours to Bali. Like, you might do it once and be like, that was great, but you don't need to do it all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the thing with this stuff. It's like, we went to Chez Panisse, and that was an an amazing experience. I wore what I wanted to wear. 
we had to call someone to get a reservation, but it wasn't that crazy. That to me is like the perfect dining experience of that level. Shout out to friend of the show, Andy Bargani. If I'm gonna have an experience like that, that's where I want to go because it's it's yeah. it's got the his it's got the history. The food is amazing. It's it's cool looking. It's you know it was all the things that that should be. And we left, and it was you know whatever. It's two fifty. You know it's not it's not ten thousand dollars it's it's a different i don't know that to me is what it should be like but i think that people want to push so far that they kind of get in their own mm-hmm. way don't forget about the herstory um <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> golden globes okay did you get a chance to watch it i've watched every hour of it <laughs> so this is this is the first time thanks to our friends at peacock that i have watched an award show in my house live on television you know, I can't remember the last time I did that. And it was, it's so strange to watch award shows now in, you know, now that we're all working from home and have severe social anxiety and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> like award shows are not about awards anymore. They're more so just opportunities for famous people to show off their public speaking abilities or something like that well let's not forget the possibility of memes being created i I don't want (laughs) to kind of forget the the art of the 21st century yeah i mean i think that look if you win any awards you'll probably see a bump in the in the box office or whatever the streaming for sure so there's still like a benefit in that in that way but yeah i mean it's absolutely insane people feel very uh strongly about gerard carmichael and his (laughs) performance especially Especially the New Yorkers Hilton Owls, who went on a crazy rant about it. Um, I, I just think it's just like anything else. It's just not funny. Like it, nothing is edgy and nothing is funny. Like you can say you can make a joke about Whitney Houston dying in the hotel. That's not edgy to me, but it's also not funny. It's just something you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He looked. He wore the worst. Some of the worst clothes I've ever seen in my life. The one <laughs> outfit I sent you is like a DTLR fucking. It's crazy what he was wearing. A rare misstep for Gerard. I like that he said that he was getting paid $500,000 and that's why he was doing it. I think that's pretty funny. I didn't like that. Oh, I think that's funny. I think that's funny because he knows he's never going to get asked back. Yeah, that's true. He knows that what he's going to say is going to piss people off. He knows they only hired him as a diversity play because they had to. So fuck it. Let's just burn it down. I wish he was funnier, but he's not funny. I mean, that's not what he, that's not his, that's no comedian is funny anymore. They just want to make observations on society, which is fine. But at an award show, we kind of need some, some brevity. Yeah. To, to me, it, it felt kind of like a, like a lazy cop out to, to burn it down because like you are a professional comedian. You've been paid half a million dollars, more money than most people will ever make in their entire life to entertain us during you know apocalypse that we're living through every day give us two and a half hours of laughter while our world burns down and we can look at celebs and and have a good time and he just kind of bored ape style (laughs) took a fucking shit on it you can do that if you hire somebody else there's, you know, Jeff Foxworthy would have gone up there and killed it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> but, but there's a way. There's a way to do that. There's a way to be an instigating little stinker and make fun of people and make off-color jokes that are gonna ruffle feathers and offend people, but also get the call the next day from fucking CAA. Like, yeah, we want to bring you back next year. Like, there's a way to do that. It takes a lot more work. But like, if you really think it's stupid. 
and you know don't want to do it then just don't do it just just say no to it i mean would you say no to half a million dollars to go up there and not try probably not i mean i agree with you no i would go up there and try i mean that's that's what i do on how long gone every day how do you fucking (laughs) offend people and have them and and live to fight another day like that's that's the whole point of all of this yeah but he just wanted to he wanted to that i think that's what he wanted to do and mm-hmm. wanted to do that from the get-go and only said yes because he knew that's what he was going to do. I just don't think these guys are funny. I don't think anybody's funny. And they don't they don't go out with the intention of being funny. Like, they want to say stuff that feels fucked up and will get, you know, people... I don't know what it does for him career-wise except, like, get his rocks off. Like, I'm sure his agent's bummed. Yeah. I'm sure that, like... I don't know if it's going to do anything good for his career. I Agreed. I mean, I didn't watch his special that apparently was life-changing, unbelievable levels of <laughs> comedy, um, and I'm sure it's great, but, like... It was really good. Less comedy, but more good. These guys don't need to do anything because they have a fan base. Like, it doesn't matter. He can go, he can go make more money doing 12 shows in one year than he could doing anything on TV. It's true. Is, is probably the reality. So it's like they don't they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, I can go do this. It'll be funny for me and my friends. I'll get half a million dollars. And I, it's Trevor Noah. It's like I, I don't need to do a show every day. I can go do 15 shows a year and make as much money and not have to go in yeah. to work. And I, it's crazy. I also Why feel you- bad because the, the juxtaposition between Gerard Carmichael being a, a, a gay black comedian who is, you know, intentionally crashing this plane that he's flying. All the, you know, and then you have Abbott Elementary winning, which are a bunch of people who are trying really hard to do a good job. And they're like, now because of this, are they going to be like, yeah, we're probably not going to hire a black comedian to do this next year because you see what happened last time. Like they just, you know, Gerard Carmichael just went in and fucking took a shit on it or like, all the people who are waiting for their chance to be the next Gerard Carmichael just got knocked. He bulldozed the road. I think a lot of people think he's a genius and don't even like they decide something like that's a genius and he's a genius. It's the Dave Chappelle. People decide Dave Chappelle's a genius and anything he does is fine if you're a certain kind of person because people decide that and they want that to be true so badly that like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. Like I don't think but I also think that they probably knew. I mean I think that the the Hollywood foreign press. I think they probably knew what they were going to get, but that's still better than hiring Amy Schumer. That's what you want. I mean, you want people talked about you want it. the Ricky Gervais to go in there and, and just say some fucking scathing shit. I, I mean, I've, but he does it in a certain way or like you're or just like Chappelle. Like he he will do he will say some some scathing shit, but he also knows in the back of his mind that like I'm a comedian who's been hired to make people laugh and like don't forget to do that. You also have to make people laugh. I think Gerard Carmichael is making himself laugh, and that's all he cared about, which I sort of respect. But yeah. I, I also don't like. I didn't even crack a smile. I mean, so the, that's my thing. Though. I just think that like mm. I don't know if enough people are watching the Golden Globes for that to even be edgy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know if the people yeah. that would find that ed- that that would like be offended by those jokes are even tuning in to that award show. It's not the Oscars. No. You know what I mean? It's they don't even know how to find it on their TV. No, it's it's literally like, oh, there's. I mean, Brad Pitt's there. That's cool. You know, I, I don't know what <laughs> else would. You know, it's like, but they're just drunk. The 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 main thing that I took away from it, me sitting there watching myself watch it, was that like the only thing that I'm watching this for, it's not because like I want justice of like, oh, Tar really was that good or whatever. It was, I want to see 
how you know you want to see famous people get up in front of a microphone with millions of people watching on television and dance without a safety net you know go up there and and talk and then i would i found myself judging every single speech being like oh this sucks this is good that's how you do it that's how you accept it you know like yeah and i I just found myself judging people on how they're on, on their level of public speaking abilities and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or if that's just because I'm I'm a professional talker so like I'm just so I don't think it's in, in, uh, acutely aware of it. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I mean, these are these are supposed to be the best in the world at performing. It's just another performance. I mean, that's what a yeah. that's what public speaking. I mean, also, I think we should take this opportunity to to kind of put the idea out there that Dion Cole should host next year. Exactly. Um, and if he like you know, somebody that's true truly funny. Dion and Gerard both did had amazing specials this last year. Oh my God, Dion would do such a good job, and he wouldn't be wearing some Bodhi <laughs> armor. But Dion is actually funny and is up there to be funny. He's not trying to make a statement about the the state of the world. Well, Gerard's really funny too. He's so talented, but uh, his style of comedy does not translate. I've never seen anything. I don't. I guess I don't think I've ever seen him because he he's been in movies and stuff too, right? I don't know. Maybe. I, I've never. I mean, I know the special was big, but that's the only thing I've ever heard of. Well, speaking of movies, um, as we head out, uh, another thought I was having. I know that Chris Black is anti cinema, never going to see a film again. But I created a fork in the road. Oh no! In your mind, in my mind, are you more committed to never watching a movie again, or are you more committed to gay baiting? Because it would be so cool if the only movie you watch for the rest of your life is Megan with a three instead of an E. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, this is a tough, this is tough. I've never, I don't know what Megan you love, is. A, I mean, is it, are you more committed to gay baiting or protesting cinema? Megan is, from all I've seen, is it's literally people being like, straight men should never see this. <laughs> and it's, it's like a horror movie. Is it a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. It's a horror movie where, she invents like some type of AI machine person. It's like a 10 year old girl. That's like your new best friend or whatever. It's like a Barbie doll that can talk to you. But then of course the AI Barbie turns into no. evil robot that, that goes on a killing spree and stuff like that. But it, but the, the funny, the interesting, funny part that everyone's talking about is like, why did bros tank at the movie theater <laughs> and not a single gay person saw it? But then this horror movie about like a cartoon girl that kills people has become the, you know, the Star Wars of gay I'll cinema. I'll tell you why. The Godfather 2 of gay cinema. Billy Eichner ain't involved in Megan. That's why people <laughs> like it. I think that's how much people hate Billy Eichner. Is Billy Eichner the Eminem of gays? Kind of. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. good at what he does, but just no gay wants to hear what he has to say. Well, the, well, the problem is Billy Eichner paved the way for these TikTok question askers, and that he can't. Ugh. We we he can never. That's what it is. I don't know if everybody realizes this yet, but that's definitely what he did. Billy Eichner, man on the street, paved the way for how much money do you make? Patient zero. He's yeah. the Wuhan wet lab yeah. of, hey, bro, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 insane. But also, to be fair, straight people took that and ruined it. Well, yeah, It was of going course. fine of course. when it was only only gay people. Yeah, of course, of course. I agree with that. Like most things, it's fine. Because if, a, if I'm walking down the sidewalk with my AirPod Maxes on and a gay person walks up and goes like, hey, can I ask you a question? I'll be like, 
let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it's like a fucking 19 year old like sorority chick with her like dumb friend holding a phone, I'm like, I, I don't even take my headphones off. I keep I, well, I think if it was if it was sorority chicks, you might. I think if it was <laughs> frat boys, you maybe wouldn't. I let's get the let's get the let's get the story straight. Well, but well, let's let's get your story straight. <laughs> if you if it's the type of sorority chick who's going to be filming people on the street for fun no yeah you're right you're right i don't think that i'm not look first of all i'm not going to see megan i hate horror movies i hate uh anything fantastic that couldn't happen um so that's out that's out for me <laughs> i'm all good i hate anything fantastic that couldn't happen either I'm, I'm out but i almost feel like you know like everyone will say like i don't want i don't want to do blank i don't want to do whatever it is i don't want to watch this show but I feel like I have to because no. the world is talking about it. I, I am an adult who has agency and will not see something just because of societal pressures. But the main difference here is... Says the guy who watched every episode of uh, Emily in Paris. That's because that's... after a debut. Yeah, that's a good show that I wanted to watch. I didn't feel pressure. It's a good show. I felt anticipation. My th- <laughs> the, the thing that you're not taking into account, and we often forget about on this program, mm-hmm. is that you are high. You know, you're on drugs, uh-huh. so it makes anything more palatable. You could have dinner with Billy Eichner. You smoke so much weed. <laughs> you know, it's like that. well, that's the other. I mean, that's the thing. I'm sure if I went and had dinner with Billy Eichner, oh, we would yeah, have, sure we'd have an intelligent, insightful conversation the same way. If I had dinner with Eminem, it would be an intelligent and insightful conversation. But if if then Billy's like, hey. Want to come by Largo after this? I'm going to do a... I'm trying... I'm, I'm working like, out I'm my all hour. Set. I'm all set. Or if Eminem's like, hey, do you want to come down to Crypto.com Arena? I'm going to come up and do a few songs with Remy Ma or whatever. I'll be like, you know what, Em? You know, I'm all set. You know what? I'm actually... I don't know. that The chicken kind of made me feel weird. I'm going to have to kind of... <laughs> I'm going to head back to Glendale. But, bro, I'll catch you next time you're in town. And I'll holler at you when I'm in Detroit, bro. It's no sweat. I'd love to check you out. I think the Japanese sweet potato turned either way. I don't want to risk it. I we well before we before we head out, we we were finally able to make some announcements, Jason. Woo! And um I think this is we're we're very excited. Um we are uh officially crossing the pond, uh heading to beautiful London to do How Long Gone Live with our friends at Matches Fashion on uh January twenty sixth at uh five Carlos Place, their world headquarters. Um we're going to be doing uh, our, our show with a very, very special guest, a, a British legend, honestly, mm-hmm. um, someone that you're all very familiar with. We're very excited to have her have her with us and a fashion icon a, a stylish British person, a stylish, who, a, so stylish that they almost lived inside of a house of style for years. That's, <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. All, but I don't want to say their name no, because I will jinx it no. and something bad will happen. Also, I mean, you've, you may have, if you live in the East village, you may have seen her at cabin. Alexa, <laughs> guess the podcast guest. We're also doing, we're also doing a show at the moth club in Hackney with our friend, uh, Issy wood that we're very excited about on January 29th. Those tickets are for sale. How long gone moth club, Izzy wood. One of the coolest guests that we had all year in the flesh we were trading uh different memes about nutting just a couple <laughs> days ago in anticipation of the show yeah no so uh if you are nobody cooler than izzy wood there will so excited. there will be an rsvp link floating around uh for matches it's going to be pretty tight capacity also after matches um 
we're keeping the party going at Sweeties at the Standard London with DJ Them Jeans and friend of the show Louise Chen uh, on the ones and twos. Hopefully, some other special guests will stop by. I mean, um, so this yeah. roster of events in London, gone, <laughs> gone week in London. So it, it was so well curated, and thank you to all, all of our team, which is mostly Chris, but. All of our uh, thank you, <laughs> everyone at Purple PR for helping. We out. need to give a shout out to Steve, Stevie, and the whole crew at Purple PR, and just also this is if you if you work at Tatler mm-hmm. um, or the Daily Mail, um, we'll make sure to get you in to anything you want to come to. Just let us know. Uh, you know where to find us. Um, but yeah, the twenty sixth uh, at Matches uh, and Sweeties at the Standard, and then the 29th at the Moth Club. All these links will be up uh, tomorrow or today, Monday. Uh, the 16th yeah and uh, and daily mail if uh, if we're not famous enough to get coverage in your in your fine paper just let me know let us know what we need to do i i will fight a child i will <laughs> yeah get a dui while we're while we're thinking about the daily mail i need to celebrate noel gallagher's divorce um because this <laughs> does mean that once you he know, has to pay I saw, out i saw you tweet this i would love to know <laughs> Noel Gallagher getting a divorce after 22 years of marriage. How does that then affect an Oasis reunion? Because he's going to have to give her half of his money (laughs) and he's going to want to make that money back. And the only way to do that is to do an Oasis tour with his brother. And I will say Liam tweeted a link to the Jay-Z song 99 Problems today. Which seems like that that also is a little third eye clue that they're they're reuniting because they're saying he's saying this bitch ain't a problem for us. We're Oasis. That that's what it feels like to me. So Liam Army is looking at that with the snake emoji and the magnifying glass emoji, reading between the lines on that one. Yeah, I might be reading too deeply into it, but that's that's kind of um it's called wishful thinking. And also when when Jay Z Jay Z and Liam both equally likely to say I feel bad for you, son, but in yeah, two that's di- very different <laughs> that's ways of saying son. That's that's true. That's actually a great point. Another New York London similarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're very we're very excited to cross the pond, and we'll we'll see you guys in London. Um, if you're taking if you're taking the uh, the train from Paris, go ahead and book your ticket. Uh, if you need to come down from Manchester, uh, just make those arrangements. Yeah. So go um, go go to the uh, the Moth Club website or follow them on Instagram. You can buy tickets on their website uh, January 29th, and we look forward to seeing Mate. all y'all around. Mate. Later. Later.